<sighs> the comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center, thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. CarMax is putting peace of mind back in car shopping by putting you in the driver's seat to find a ride that's right for you. Because at CarMax, we believe you shouldn't just settle for a car. You should love your car. That's why every car we sell is CarMax certified quality so you can be sure with upfront pricing that's the same for every customer. So don't settle. Find love at first drive and start shopping now at CarMax.com. CarMax, the way car buying should be. A trying and emotional week for the Bills. From DeMar Hamlin's life-threatening injury to his inspiring message to the team. Plus, getting back to football and the game against the Patriots. And what about the changes the NFL is going to make to the playoffs? All that's coming up on this week's edition of the Buffalo Plus Podcast. All right, welcome back to the Buffalo Plus Podcast presented by Connors and Ferris. Mike Catalana, Dan Fates. I am Jenna Cottrell. We are encouraged as we continue to hear really positive news about DeMar Hamlin and his recovery after what happened, the scary incident on Monday night. Uh, Mike, Dan, on Friday, we learned that DeMar is off of the ventilator. He was able to FaceTime with the Bills. Uh, he said, love you guys. He was just able to kind of communicate with the team. He was doing, you know, his heart's symbol. Uh, he flexed on him. I mean, Mike, what is your reaction? We, we heard from Sean McDermott as well as Brandon Bean. Just what do you feel like the relief this team feels now? Yeah, they, they need this. Um, I thought the, the team has come back from this uh, in the, in a very um, sort of a measured way. Like they want to be supportive. They needed to hear that mm -hmm. these are people who went through a traumatic experience with their teammate and then couldn't be with them, you know? So these yeah. guys are together all the time. And I, and I think they've been getting these little moments where it's been his friend, his father, whoever it was. Mm -hmm. And when Sean was describing them sitting in a meeting and on the big screen pops Demar, like that moment had to be incredible for this group of guys. So they need this. Their jobs are not easy emotionally to get back out there and play football. And I think they've been encouraged, Dan, but to go back where you were on the field and seeing that happen on Monday to here it is Friday. And he's talking to them is incredible. Yeah. We were up there yesterday, Jenna and I, and it just to see laughter, to see a smile, from these players, I think, I think it put everybody in in a better headspace. Uh, Josh yeah. Allen talked about the obviously the unknown is what's the most terrifying thing, and you just don't know what's going to happen. Um, but then to see them be back out at practice and the message from Demar Hamlin's father to the team of like, you guys have to go back out. Like that's what Demar wants. Like that's that's who he is. And you know the fact that his first message <laughs> when he could when he was neurologically intact was, did we win? Like that's, and again, we talk about this and you're right. Sean McDermott has done such a great job of saying like, these guys aren't robots. He said that today during his zoom, like these are human yeah. beings, they have feelings, they have families. And, and again, I think often we forget that, 
but these are football players that, that, that do need to get back to doing what they love and, and, and what also is their escape is being on the field for 60 minutes and competing with their, their brothers and their teammates. So um, I, I think getting back is honestly for as much as we understand it's, it's gotta be terrifying. And Josh saying that like some people will never be the same because of that. I think yeah. it is some sense therapeutic to get, to get back on the horse, to get yeah. back on the field. Um, and, and it was great. Sean McDermott with everything that is that, that this team has gone through this entire year and what they've gone through this week. And he's like, and it's a short week. He's like, we played Monday night. <laughs> like, like, like was, and he's like, I don't mean to be respectfully. He's like, of course it would be on a short week. Like it was, it was just one of those moments where he talks about obviously the good news, releasing the pressure valve and getting to get back to football. So um, yeah, yeah it's, it, I'm happy that we get to do this little podcast because who knows what this tone would be of this podcast and this video if we didn't have the encouraging news that we've gotten over the last 36 hours. Yeah. And so much positivity around everything. You know, Sean McDermott spoke about the fact that they're trying to figure out how to properly honor the first responders at the game. I mean, Mike, the fact that this is a home game, you know, with the NFL announcing that the teams throughout the league will be, you know, have uh, ceremonies pregame for DeMar Hamlin. There'll be number three written out on the, the field lines. Um, the Bills will be wearing patches of number three. What do you think Sunday will be like at Highmark Stadium? Yeah, it's going to be emotional. Um, it's different uh, in one way. There's a joy. You know, a lot of times when you go to a game and it's, you have emotion, it's usually somewhat directed at the other team, right? Yeah. It's the Bills and the Patriots, like last year in the playoffs. Um, there's nobody to be mad at. I mean, it's hard to even be mad at the Patriots at the moment. You're just there to the team that's there. And look, it's an important game in whatever yeah. setting important means. Um, but I think it's it's going to be a uh, uplifting thing, I think, for everybody. You, you know, a little bit of a release uh, but it's it's different for a football crowd. Usually that kind of emotion we see, again, is about winning and losing and what this means yeah. for the team going forward. There's a time for that. I think it'll be more uh, redemptive. It'll be it'll it'll have that feel to it. But also at the same time, I also you know, I, I'm not big on people. Um, look, the game is the game. The game is a violent game. The game can be very difficult on these players and. They accept that and they go out and play. But I think something that could come of this is while everybody is talking about DeMar and it's right, I think he represents something in this league that there needs to be more attention paid to. And it is a second year guy, sixth round mm -hmm. pick who doesn't yeah. make a ton of money, isn't really protected by the league. And the NFLPA has a right to pop off sometimes, but fellas speak with your votes when it comes time to make a new agreement and protect these guys who in this case, obviously life threatening, but in many cases it's career threatening. Um, let's pay attention to these guys where it takes so long and so much time in the league to get vested, to get a pension. Like this is where I think that number three and DeMar and going forward. And we don't know what going forward is for him. That's where I think they need to, start to put a little more focus and say, wow, look at a guy like DeMar. I mean, yeah. in the real world, he makes a lot of money. 
in the real, you know, but on the NFL world and not for his long-term future. And it's not just about money. It's about, these are the kind of guys that are out there week in, week out. They're not all stars. So I love seeing the three. I love seeing that for this man in this moment. But I think guys, and maybe I'm, I don't think I'm overstating. I think he could represent that second year, sixth round draft pick. Who's just trying to make it in the league and is not protected by the NFL. Correct me if I'm wrong though, Mike. Troy Vincent did come out and say the NFL would yeah, cover because of these circumstances. circumstances that's great. Yeah. And then I heard people talking about, you know, the owners donating a thing. That's great. Robert Kraft doing that. I, I like that. That's fine. But again, not just DeMar in these circumstances. No, I got you. Yeah. There's so many guys like that that are that really do. You see, you see them, guys. We go to training camp and half the guys yeah. aren't making it. I'm talking about the guys who actually make it and make the team and can easily yeah. be forgotten about. So, Dan, you're 100% right. Yes, I like that the NFL has stepped up and whatever DeMar needs because it's been such a public thing and all. But there's a lot of guys who get sort of discarded based on the rules of the league and the rules of the Players Association and the agreements and all those things. So this league's got a lot of money, you know, how many yachts do you need? Let's talk about these kind of guys who who even if relatively healthy for their life, don't get that. I didn't mean to go off on a tangent, but I want this to be used in that way to to support the idea of DeMar as well as DeMar. Yeah, no, I mean, I get it. And that's something that, you know, maybe this, these circumstances can kind of jumpstart that conversation about what, you know, what this means and, and how this can be used and how, you know, there is this blind spot or vulnerability for players who have not had as much time in the league or not expected to be, you know, the JJ Watts or the Josh Allen's or have that guaranteed type of money. Um, as we do look forward for this game on Sunday, you know, Josh Allen was asked and we were up in Orchard Park yesterday or over in Orchard Park um, about, you know, do you feel ready to play in a game? And Josh Allen said, yes. And I feel like what we've heard today, especially with FaceTiming, you know, DeMar able to talk to his his teammates. Dan, do you just feel like, I believe that. Do you feel like this team really does feel prepared? Yeah, yeah, 100%. And, and, and I mean that in the sense of, we talk about how they're human beings and not robots. They are wired differently. And, and, and they are able to compartmentalize it. And I remember amongst the conversations I had with Mike in Cincinnati and just being like, they can't play this game. And, and, and that was what we were processing. But we said, if by the grace of God and some miracle, they got an update on Tuesday morning, like that we were like, so that they knew he was okay. Then players would kind of be okay. It's the same thing when Dane Jackson gets put on an, on a stretcher and put in an ambulance they have the sense that, like, okay, he's hurt, injured, but he's going to be okay. And the game goes on. If Now knowing that he's going to be okay, I think the game is okay to go on. And I think it's okay for the NFL and the season and, and everything to continue. Um, again, this has all been very fluid, the circumstances, everything like that. But I, but I agree with what Josh Allen said, that, like, this these guys – Mike and I were talking about, too, like, these guys play – in tough conditions that we don't know about. Maybe they didn't sleep well last night because their mother-in-law was a pain in the neck, like Mike joked around about, or their kid's not feeling well, or their kid is sick. Like, and they go to, they go to work. 
That's yeah. their job. And so I, I think knowing that DeMar is going to be okay and the inc- continued encouraging signs, I think they're able to keep the Bengals game in the past as best that they can with the mental health that they need and all of those, but leave that bad juju, that bad mojo of that game behind and move forward. And, and, and you know, and like I said, in Sunday is going to be not a remembrance of anything, which scary, you know, so scary that it could have been, but it's a celebration of that. He's going to be okay. And a celebration of the first responders and all those things. Uh, I think, yeah. it's, I think that they're ready. Yeah, I, I, I agree. And Mike, I mean, how, I mean, Sean McDermott even talked about it. There's going to be so much emotion on Sunday. How do you not let that overwhelm this team? Because they do have a game to play and you know, the preparation that needs to be in place to have, you know, a, just a solid game. But how do you feel like Sean McDermott and this team is kind of trying to manage everything that's going on because there is so much. Yeah, I I find it really interesting because, you know, they do put a lot into every week. And quickly, I wanted to mention what Sean mentioned about the coaches. And this gets forgotten a lot of times. He was talking about the position coaches who on Tuesday went right to work thinking about this game because they know the league. What Dan was just saying is they know the league. So the coaches are doing that job to make it better for the players. Those coaches prepare things so that the players can digest the information and get themselves ready. Look, some of it is going to be instinct taking over. Mm-hmm. I mean, there's film study. I mean, they've looked at the Patriots a lot. That yeah, is a plus, I think. It's yeah. also a plus for the Patriots, but the Patriots aren't going through the same thing that the Bills are. Uh, not that it doesn't impact teams, but not in the same, certainly the same way. So, yes, I, I think there's going to be some of that taking over. But those coaches working on the day after, to get things ready for these players. And I think to Dan's point of this message, you know, I mean, look, it sounds cliche. It sounds like a a little hokey. This like win for number three, but (laughs) they know DeMar's going to be watching that game. Like this is, this isn't just they're hopeful. Like he is recovering again. He's got a soul long way to go. They'll keep saying that, but he's recovering. That game's going to be on. And, he's their brother and they don't want to let him down. So it's different than if it was just still waiting and they didn't know where he was and they feel, you know, this idea of, you know, what's he going to think? I mean, you know, his first thought was, did we win the game? I mean, this is, that tells you a lot about an NFL player and especially about DeMar, but no, I think it's a transition to that point. And then it just takes over. I think the competitive Mm -hmm. nature takes over and they just go play. And I, I think it is, you use the word cathartic. I think it is. I think it is go play, go play in a game. And I think that part is going to be great to see. And I, I hope it's a, I hope it's a good game an entertaining game. They go and play and, and it's, you know, in the standings, it's important, but um, it's a lot for them to process. And I think to Dan's wow. point, them actually playing once they're out there will be kind of the, I don't want to say easy. That's the wrong word. No, but that's no, I the think thing that I, just I triggers. They just play. I, I think you're right. Again, not a professional football player. And some of what these players have gone through, like you're even now hearing about more about DeMar Hamlin and what mm-hmm. he's gone through in his life, where he would wake up at six in the morning, help his mom, get his kids off the, you know, his, his help his family get started for the day, brother, go to school, yeah. go to practice, 
go to his homework and then help his mom again at night. Like the football part is their escape. And, and, and for, for that Monday night, it was taken from them. And so I think getting it back will be that cathartic moment of like, yeah, we're playing again. We are playing for three. Like we're here. This is what we do. So I don't know. I'm not Jenna. Every once in a while, I try and like think like, what are they going through? It's like, I have no bleeping idea. Well, Hey Jenna, this is what I wanted to ask you about. We Mm -hmm. say this like they're a group and they are. Yeah. And there's 53 guys plus. Yeah. They're not all going to feel that same. They're certainly not all going to feel the same thing. And there may be some guys who are a little just hesitant in general that aren't normally that way. I mean, that was a lot to go through. Not every guy is going to respond in the same way. Yeah, no, I think that brings up a good point. I think collectively you've heard the team talk about how inspired they are for number three. And like Dan talked about, I think football is for a lot of these guys an escape. But Josh Allen said, and Dan even already referenced it, the fact that some of these guys will be changed forever by what they saw. And I think something that's really important is Sean McDermott opened up about the fact that, you know, they have mental health counselors already on their staff and how they've been utilized and how he has even, you know, had the opportunity to meet with them and that it's not a sign of weakness. It's a sign of strength. And I think for this team, you know, it's a lot to process. And I think they have to kind of talk to other people and specifically professionals because they, they saw a lot and I wouldn't blame anyone if they had reservations or had fears or whatever about stepping back on that field. Um, I think that's just the natural pace of having, you know, 53 guys on the active roster, the training staff, the other staff members, the coaching, the other members of the organization, But I think for a lot of these players, football is what they love to do. And they're looking forward to the opportunity of getting back on the field and doing what they love to do, albeit knowing that there's so much positivity around DeMar and how he's doing. You know what? I'm really happy to hear Sean be so open and just be open about himself, too, because of all the people there, I... I feel like I could probably relate more to him than the players. You guys are more of players' ages, and and I'm Sean's younger than me, but not by that much. And I think he also takes on a parental role naturally. Yeah. And sometimes in that spot, and I do believe he's an emotional person who has guarded it. He's even said he said when I grew up, I was the one that didn't you know say much, but he takes all that on. He's taken mm-hmm. it on for his team too. And then he has to go out and perform. Now, I really appreciate coaches. And I even heard Belichick say this. You know, we don't go out there and risk ourselves physically on the field. And they have so much respect for the players that do that. But in terms of Sean McDermott, taking this on himself. And I, I really think that's important that he showed that. And I think Mitch Morris mentioned the vulnerability of the coach. Yeah, I think that sends a signal. And it's the truth. That's the thing. I mean, yeah, Sean's a, a, it developed as a person. I think we've watched him do that yeah. um, as a leader. And this is, you know, is he perfect X's and O's? Does he always call the right time out? Does he challenge the wrong plays? All that no. kind of stuff. Sometimes that stuff happens. But boy, in this moment, he's done all that. And I'm glad to see he's doing something for himself, too, because yeah, it's not easy. Well, and he even talked about, 
he, he even talked about like being a coach is so much more than X's and O's and the management mm-hmm. of all of these decisions and all of these different personalities. And the fact that he said, you know, there are times where I need to take a step back. I need to go talk to someone that to me was, and Dan and I talked about this and we talked about this as well with WKBW's map Bay. I wasn't surprised by it, but I was kind of, I, I was like, wow, I, I didn't expect that, I guess. And I was pleasantly surprised to hear him talk so openly because I think that they've needed to have, you know, mental health professionals there because of what this team saw and just the impact that, you know, that Monday night could have if you don't have someone to help you properly unpack everything that that went on. Um, But yeah, I mean, I think this team has just been through so much this year and it's it's. It's been, Dan, I mean, it's, it's been so much. It's more than a lot. Yeah, it's it was, so much. Yeah. I was just on VEASAN doing a, a, a hit for that network and Mike Lombardi, the former NFL executive was talking to me and he goes, man, this Bills team has been through a lot. You know, he goes, that was one of the worst snowstorms and blizzards I'd ever seen. Um, you know, people lost their lives Deadly. and we saw the images yeah. of, of the frozen, you know, what looked like a frozen tundra out there. And I said, I'm like, it goes back farther than that. I was like, we've, we've, we've forgotten some of the things. And I know you, everybody watching here hasn't, whether it's the top shooting or mass shooting or whether it was Dawson Knox or the other snowstorm that put seven feet of snow in the area. Like, and, and Sean obviously get, got, you know, resiliency is, is a word that he throws around a lot, but I think it's taken a whole new meaning. And then being made it and making a, I think the most poignant, Thing we've heard you know uh, uh, amongst a lot of them but just going 13 seconds means nothing hmm. like, like all again men this community everybody that the, the subscribers on this channel like you feel a part of this team so when they hurt you hurt with them and i think that that's part of you know everything that they've gone through has just been unbelievable unbearable sean mcdermott or brandon dean saying that Sean McDermott wouldn't coach of the year because had any other team be 12 and three with everything Mm. they've gone through, like there's not another coach that could do it. So yeah, uh, Yeah. very, you know what I was thinking of, I was thinking of guys is that how many weeks have been just ho-hum regular week. It's either been a weather issue, injury issues, serious injuries. Schedule's been all over the place. Like, in some yeah. years, it just feels like in the old days, it was Sunday at one and they would just go through them. So their schedules all over the map and then the changes and then these things and Kim Pagula, like there wow. are so many yeah. things that have happened to this organization, the city, the fan base to feel it to Dan's point. So, yeah, the positivity is a nice thing and how how it manifests itself, how they go forward is obviously that's that's the nfl now you play football and you see where it goes but uh if you're you know a bills fan and you all are here listening you got to be proud of the way they handle themselves the way they represent themselves the way they care about each other and i was telling somebody the other day this didn't start on monday like these this groundwork was in place with sean the way Josh Allen is, the way Mitch Morris was in the locker room with his teammates. Like this isn't at one moment where somebody's stepping up saying, this is what we should do. Like, yeah, these guys, yeah. they do live it all the time. And in the biggest moment, the hardest moment they needed that. So I'm proud of them. You know, usually don't 
think mm-hmm. of it like that. But I mean, I, I'm just proud of the way these young people to me yeah, handle themselves in all these circumstances. And then look, when the game's going on, we're all going to want to watch football and yep. we're going to watch yeah. them play and we're going to be mad if you throw a bad pass. And actually part of that'll be nice if that's all we're worried about is a bad pass. But we, we try to keep it in perspective all the time. And these do jar you back to there pretty fast. Yeah. All right. We're going to, we're going to wrap it up here as, um, you know, we have plenty more coverage on the Buffalo plus YouTube channel. If you'd like to, you know, have more updates on Demar Hamlin, what the bills were saying as well Yeah. Uh, for Mike and Dan. Well, I did want to mention just real quick, we're going to keep an eye on what goes on with the playoffs, you know, in terms of the fairness of all this. And a lot of this is going to get taken care of this weekend, but I'd say for bills fans, it's not bad. Let's see how it plays out. And it would be awesome if you get to stay at home for the postseason. Yeah, we'll have plenty more. I, this weekend, we'll really sort out a lot in terms yep. of what will be the road ahead for Buffalo. All right, for Dan and Mike, I'm Jenna. Thank you so much for listening or watching here on the Buffalo Plus channel. We will catch you next time. Look around. You can find cars like these on Auto Trader, like that car riding your tail. Or if you're tailgating right now, all those cars doubling as kitchens and living rooms are on Auto Trader too. Are you working out and listening to this ad at the same time? Well, multitasking pro, cars like the ones in the gym parking lot are for sale on AutoTrader. New cars, used cars, electric cars, maybe even flying cars. Okay, no flying cars, but as soon as they get invented, they'll be on AutoTrader. Just you wait. AutoTrader.